Do you want to live a beautiful life that reflects the truth of who you are? Be bold and courageous as you step into your heartfelt desires. How does trusting yourself fully and connecting with your soul's purpose sound? The Unplanned Mom podcast is a potent mix of real life stories, practical spiritual teachings, and a community to help guide you for eternity. This is the place for inspiration, with down-to-earth tools to help you pivot and continue to live your best life beyond your wildest dreams. Here we honor your deepest authentic truth, embrace motherhood, talk all things money, mindset, and most importantly, miracles. So are you ready to say yes to all of this? If so, then let's dive in. I'm your host, Ashley Simmons, financial coach, mentor, and unplanned mom to three amazing girls. I have been praying for you and I can't wait to dive in. So let's go. Hey friends, I want to let you know that this is part three of the larger interview that we had with Dr. Susan Harmio. So episode number 25 is the full length, 121 minute long interview of hearing her story, um, learning how she was conceived in rape to being post-abortive the work that she's doing now. It's an incredible journey. So if you have not listened to parts one and two yet, please go back. Um, if you can go back to 26 and 27, if you prefer to listen to the entire interview all in its entirety, um, listen to episode number 25. If it's easier for you to digest it, you know, 30 minutes or less, then stay tuned to these parts. I just want you to understand that this is the exact same interview that was episode 25. However, this week we broke it down so that you can really dive in and listen to Dr. Susan's story all in its entirety. So can't wait to hear what you think about this interview. Let me know, shoot me an email, Ashley at Unplanned Mom School, and just enjoy this story and just God's redemption and just sit back, enjoy it. Thanks this, you know, Holy Spirit is going to be with you during this time. And so, um, but yeah. however, one verse at a time, there is no rush. There's no destination. I just want to encourage people that this walk is a journey. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not this perfect place you're going to reach. You'll never be a perfect person. So get that out of your mind, get that off the list. And Satan yeah. is a liar. You know, God loves you. Um, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, for our choices. Now, of course, we learn right from wrong. We do have choices, Mm -hmm. but that's why Jesus died on the cross to forgive our sins daily. We will never be perfect till he comes to take us home. You know, our days are numbered and he knows exactly our last day here on earth, but then that we will go be with him. And so, uh, you know, I just ever since that moment in time, I just the freedom that I feel my heart's desire is that just it, this is not about me. And I know that for you, this is not about you. This is really about God reaching the people who are hurting, lost and broken, who need healing, who need his love, who need his grace, who need to get out of the place of such condemnation because Satan is such a liar and it's all a lie from the pit of hell. Because if he can keep you into what you're not, and the lies and the manipulation and the control, then he can keep you, Satan that is, can keep you from what God has. So sometimes, you know, and we'll have to do this moving forward, but, you know, I have a list of scriptures, actually a dear ministry friend of mine gave me, Mm -hmm. um, 
to speak out. And I use that with the post, you know, those that are post-abortive who are going through after abortion care for them to speak these things out and um, just the power that the word has um, to bring us into a a different place and, uh, you know, also worship and getting in a place with, you know, that Christian music, depending on, of course, who that is. But the bottom line is just praising your way through Mm -hmm. um, all of it, the joyous times along with the hard times or the times, you know, in the evenings, it seems like sometimes that's the hardest where Satan is trying to control and manipulate us to think that we're we're not good enough, but right. Yeah. That's not it. That's not it. God has a plan. He does. Yeah. Worship music has like transformed my whole life. I mean, I kind of just started listening to a little bit and now I'm like, that's the only stuff I can listen to anymore. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and there's some like really good upbeat, you know, songs. Like it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I I wanted to share before we like wrap up today, because you're going to come back, we're going to dive deeper into all of this stuff. Um, I want to just share with people, I know you kind of gave a little sneak preview, but you know, Susan, and I, Dr. Susan and I are going to be working together. She and I are, you know, we're going to be having some videos. We're going to have more podcast episodes, shorter episodes, just to really touch on post-abortive care, getting to know the Lord, all of these different topics that people are interested in. So follow along on TikTok if you haven't yet at the Unplanned Mom School. Uh, but so Dr. Susan's going to be on there. I'm so excited. This is just like the first of many. And so we have so many other topics to go into. Your story is just incredible. Before I we wrap up today's episode, though, I want to go back to you when you felt unworthy and you talking about not knowing your father. Because I think a lot of times, you know, I'll just speak from my own experience and being in unhealthy relationships that stem from, you know, a learning and an upbringing of, you know, my father and my, you know, my own stuff and trying to find validation from other guys. And so I think there's a lot of us women that feel just like you do and did. And not knowing your dad had to be extremely painful. Um, and I want to just, you want to just tell, I mean, your conception yeah. story. I mean, just kind of the, go back yeah. to the very beginning. I mean, because yeah. it's not a secret. Yeah. Yeah. So it's no secret. Well, so I grew up, of course, never knowing my father. And uh, I believe I was probably about four years old. And I remember my sister telling me that I was adopted. And I ran to my mother just in tears, like, telling on my sister, like, this is what she's saying to me. But I, I remember she never got in trouble and I never understood that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I had a boyfriend, I think as young as third grade, maybe at at church. And um, if any of those guys are listening from church, you guys are good guys. You know, I should have stuck with you and I didn't. True. um, I had church after me and I was not interested at all. Yeah, all those guys, they're so, they're just good guys. And they've all really grown up. Some of them are in ministry now. And um, forgive me for not choosing you. (laughs) um, But I do want to say, you know, as I got into middle school, you know, relationships, and um, as, as I mentioned, high school, and just getting in this promiscuous place and the drinking and the drugs, which always led to sexual relationships. And, you know, even though I may be dating someone, I mean, you know, it just wasn't a proper place to be at the age or just in the situation. None of it was. Mm -hmm. And, um, or even in college and afterwards, even after my divorce, I have to say, but however, 
I never knew my father and it just really weighed on me. So that just, you know, took me into that place of promiscuity because I just wanted to be loved. I just wanted someone to tell me how precious I was. I wanted someone to have my back. I was brought up. I better take care of myself. No one was el- No one else was going to do it for me. And I learned that really quick. Um, you know, not to someone's default. It was just where I was and how I was raised. Mm-hmm. So, you know, who was going to take care of me? No one. I had to take care of myself. So, you know, that's where that led. Um, it wasn't until after the Lord got a hold of me, he actually led me back to my hometown in Jefferson City, the last place that I ever thought that I would ever want to be. <laughs> and it's not, I, I love my hometown, but I mean, that was my past. Mm-hmm. So why would I have to go back to my past? Because I didn't want to be that person. But the Lord led me to go back to my hometown. And within about five months, um, I heard him, I was actually needing to get social security cards for my children. Cause I thought I had lost them. I don't lose things. I'm so organized. They were just in the side of this cabinet. But what that did is I just felt like the Lord say, when I was headed to the social security office, go back inside and fill out a form for yourself. And I thought to myself, what? Like, you know, right. All right already. Is, I mean, I said that out loud. Fine. All right already. And so I went back inside. I filled out this form. I went to the Social Security office. And all of a sudden, I gave them my form. And they started reading off my father's information, which I never imagined I would ever have. Because I had gotten into a place with those three years with the Lord that if I never knew who my father was on earth, I knew that he was my heavenly father. I knew that he loved me. I learned that love within those couple years to the time I got to this place. And so it didn't really matter if I met him or not, but that's what the Lord had next for me. So I ended up getting his name. I sent this information to a friend of mine who did some intelligence work She found him. He ended up being in the next town. Within hours, I got his information and I just felt the Lord telling me to call him. So I reached out to, you know, one of my mentors, Amy. I reached out to my sister and I was like, listen, this is what's going on. Um, My sister brought some pictures to me of my mother at that time of her life. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going to see him within 48 hours. He was only 30, 40 minutes from me. Um, He was older and in a retirement community. And so I, you know, what do you do when you're getting ready to meet your father for the first time or who, you know, who is saying your father is? So of course I just put some cookies together on a plate and wrapped it with saran wrap because I'm like, I guess this is how I'm going to meet him. So I, you know, went down the highway and um, not saying anything to my mother. And they, I told them I was there to see this particular person and he came out and I introduced myself and I said, do you know my mother? And that's really what started the conversation on the phone. I didn't tell him who I was. I just said, do you know my mother? And he said, I do. He said, come see me. So I went to see him. And so 
I laid out these pictures on the table. And as I laid them out, all of a sudden, the Lord showed me there was something else there. And he just started staring at these pictures on the table. And he was like, she's so beautiful. She's so beautiful. And I just was like, I didn't know what to think of that. And then all of a sudden, he kind of snapped out of it. And he said, young lady, why are you here? And I said, well, I told him the story of getting the social security card and that his name was on my social security card as my father. And could he explain that to me? And he said, young lady, have you spoken to your mother about this? Now, mind you, no one's ever talked to me like that, you know, and I just looked at him and I said, yes, sir. Every time I go to her and ask her who my father is, she says it's none of my business. Time felt like it stood still. And all of a sudden he just looked at me and he said, I'm so sorry. I can't help you. And so it was just at that moment that I knew the Lord had taken me to my truth. And I had been set free of that truth. So I just ever so graciously said, it was a pleasure to meet you. Here's my information. If you remember anything, please let me know. Mm -hmm. I gathered the pictures. I went outside, got to my car and just bawled my eyes out thinking, I cannot believe that you brought me, like he brought me to that truth. Mm -hmm. You know, and it was only five months after moving to Missouri and he's 40 minutes away. Now I had been gone for how many years? My whole career. So it ended up, you know, I called my mentors, told them what had happened. And um, I felt led, you know, within a few hours to call my mom I left her a message just saying, hey, mom, you know, give me a call. There's something I want to share with you. Mm -hmm. And she ended up calling me back. And I said, listen, there's something I need to share with you. And I proceeded to tell her what had happened with the social security card and going to meet him. And, you know, I just said to her, and I, I would never talk to my mom like this, but I was just like, mom, if you slept with him, you know, I get it. It's okay. Now, mind you, she doesn't know that I have slept with so many people in my life. I mean, she had no idea because I didn't share that with her. She did not know I was living this devil lie. And so she just started to cry and in a cry that I'd never heard before. And she was just like, I did not sleep with that man. She said, that man raped me. That man raped me. And I'm here to tell you, Ashley, at that moment, I knew what a love of a mother was. Yeah. I knew she'd saved my life. Mm-hmm. But here I was on the other end, her not knowing that I had had three abortions, mm-hmm. that I had chose myself over my own children. And here she was, she had been raped and she chose life for me. So she proceeded to tell me the story of what happened and um, basically that she hid her pregnancy 
And she didn't tell anyone ever. Wow. You know, and by the time she went to give birth to me at the hospital, that was the story to my sister was she had adopted me. And so that's, you know, my sister was five years old. My sister's five years older than me. Um, my mom had, of course, married her father, gotten married and had her. And sadly, that was an abusive relationship. And so, you know, left with her. But here I was in this truth of myself and realizing how much my mom loved me, you know, and, um, completely different perspective after that. And just this road that the Lord was going to lead me on for freedom for myself. So even though he had delivered me of, um, you know, all these different actions and things like that, I still didn't know that there was more healing that he had for me. And so through those steps of faith and walking through this with my mother, you know, he started introducing me to these different, I'm going to call quote, pro-life people and things and post, you know, what was post-abortive care? What was after abortion? What did that mean? And he just started connecting me to these different people. Um, You know, I, Students for Life, um, Mm -hmm. you know, these different organizations that... Um, 40 days for life. That was one of the very first um, introductions that I made. And I ended up meeting this woman, Kathy Fork. She was in charge of the, um, I'm going to call the sidewalk in front of Planned Parenthood in Columbia, Missouri. And I was going to go visit her, not really realizing, you know, what that was going to open and that I'm going to learn how to pray in front of an abortion clinic and speak to these young women who were me, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. who yeah. were me going in to make these decisions. But the bottom line is, you know, all these different things that this plan that God had for me that I would have never I, had any idea of the healing and the grace and the love that he would have for me, even up to this day, mm-hmm. even up to this day, he's doing new things. And I know there's great things ahead. And I, you know, right when I think I've reached this, um, peak and doing certain things or that I'm on this high mountain experience or even in the low valley of going through, mm-hmm. you know, just life, the ebb and flows of life. Um, he does more, you know, yeah. he does more and he has more and his love just um, infiltrates every area of my life and my children's life and, you know, those around me. And so, Again, I would have never imagined finding out that truth. And um, so, you know, that just brings such a depth even more so of, for me, of my mother's love and just honestly where I was in my own life yeah, through yeah. these situations. That's incredible. I mean, wow, yeah. wow, 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 is what I, my mind is, I, it's just so much to comprehend. And I want to ask more about your mom telling you that, I mean, how, I mean, gosh, I mean that, I mean, just the healing that you two experienced together probably was pretty huge. I would imagine. Right. Yes. And you know, that conversation was hard, but it was good Mm -hmm. because I'm assuming she was in the place like I was, but she wasn't, you know, she was taken advantage of. And, um, my mom wasn't at all like me. You know what I mean? She didn't, she 
I don't come from a family who drinks. I don't come from a family who um, indulges in different things like that. I just didn't come from that. Um, did you? So, did you ever? I don't mean. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you no. off. No, you're good. I would. Did you ever confide in her how you were living and what you? It's interesting that you say that. So, um, within a few weeks, she ended up coming over, and we had a conversation. Um, actually, what had happened was is some of these things just started happening that um, that I was going to start sharing my story. Mm-hmm. And I had been invited to start speaking and doing some different mm-hmm. things. And what did that look like? And I was, you know, mentored and suggested, suggested that, um, you know, you better share with your family first the truth of who you are, because once the truth's out, you can't take it back. Mm-hmm. And um, who knows, you know, the attacks or anything like that, that could come along with being honest, especially when it comes to life issues. Yeah. Um, you know, so I did, I, I shared with her all the truth. I just told her the life that I had lived and that it wasn't her fault, even though she felt like, you know, what did I not do for you? And she, she had done the best that she could. She mm-hmm. did with what she had and the resources that she had. She was always hardworking, such an example. And she still is such an example yeah. of such grace. Um, you know, but we found that place of, you know, healing for that moment. There has been further healing, of course, since then of just being able to receive from each other. Mm-hmm. And really just the love that we do have for each other, the love and the respect. So um, it has been definitely a journey that I'm just so thankful. So thankful. Yeah. You have been on a journey. So when kind of like, give me a timestamp. When did you go back? All right. Are you loving this as much as I am? Oh gosh, it's so good. So if you're at the edge of your seat, follow along, play the next episode. You will hear the final part to this four-part series. Oh, I can't, I, I just would love to hear from you. Let us know, you know, leave a comment, shoot me an email, ashley at unplannedmomschool.com. If this interview has sparked something inside of you, I would just, I would love to hear from you. All right, my sweet mamas, if you are tuning in and have a friend's name that just keeps popping up in your mind right now, then go ahead, grab the link, copy and paste it and shoot them a quick text and just tell them that you were thinking of them. After all, we're all here to help each other. And if this episode resonated with you, there's a pretty good chance it's something and it will resonate with them as well. This show is for you. So do me a solid, go ahead, share it. So you can share it with that one person that comes to your mind and we can spread the love to our sisters. And if you really, really loved it, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review. All right, my sweet friends, thanks so much for tuning in. I will catch you next week. If you need any more inspiration between now and then, come on over and check us out on TikTok. See you soon.